Glenn Beck Program. We have Donald Trump Jr. coming up in about uh, 30 minutes. We're going to talk a little bit about uh, John Kerry. Apparently just letting Iran know about, you know, what our ally Israel was doing. 200 different uh, events he alerted them to. Is that a problem for anybody? Also, we have uh, Byron York on. He has written a new book called Obsessed that I want to delve into because it touches on a few things that are still going on. The, the media was obsessed with destroying Donald Trump. Now they are obsessed on changing history, the history that we even know, covering up for things that were really, really horrible. Uh, and uh, and furthering stories uh, that just are not true, just are not true. Does the truth matter anymore? Byron York joins us in 60 seconds. The Glenn Beck Program. All right. May I suggest, may I suggest that you do what I do? And I would say I do it to embarrass my children, but my children are so so used to being embarrassed by me. But I'm wearing my slippers right now. And I wear my slippers out to pick them up. I wear my slippers to the grocery store. I wear my slippers everywhere. Not just to embarrass my children, but it is an actual benefit. I wear them because they have a rubber sole to them. They're really, really soft and comfortable. Uh, And, you know, they can pass for regular shoes. But they're your slippers. And they are tremendous. And you can get them now at my pillow. They're my slippers at mypillow.com. You can get 40% off of these now. Log on to mypillow.com, click on the uh, new radio listener specials and use the promo code back to receive this incredible offer. Slippers come with a 1-year warranty, 60-day money back guarantee. It's mypillow.com, promo code back, you get 40% off of the slippers right now. mypillow.com, use the promo code back or you can call them at 800-966-3117. Do it now. Byron York is the chief political correspondent for the Washington Examiner and author of the book Obsession and a host of the podcast, The, Bry- uh, the uh, Byron York Show. Welcome, Byron. How are you, sir? Hi, Glenn. I'm doing well. Thanks for having me. <laughs> Good. I, you know, I, I have we've got about 20 minutes and I want to run through a bunch of things um, with you. First of all, I was talking to uh, Victor Davis Hanson uh, the other day and I asked him this question And your book really kind of I mean, this is what your book is about. Obsession. The obsession that people had on getting rid of Donald Trump and just destroying him at all all costs. Um, And I asked him when it comes to the media, the media, I know, hated themselves because they thought that they had, you know, them playing footsie with him, helped him get elected. Um, But is it is it just that or was the media's obsession with this also pushed by the elites in you know, the FBI or the CIA, any of the deep state stuff that saw Donald Trump as a real threat because he was going to upset the apple cart one way or another. uh, And and they weren't going to have any of that. Which was the main factor, the the press just hating him and hating themselves or the deep state really kind of juicing that up and pushing stuff at them? 
Yeah, uh, that is an incredibly difficult question. And you're right, the book is about that. It's called Obsession, and it is about this obsession with getting Trump that, that began well before he was elected, that continued with the appointment of a special counsel and the whole Russia thing, and then impeachment, and then another impeachment. Um, so there was this, uh, this obsession. I mean, there were, there were Democrats who introduced a, a bill to, um, to impeach Donald Trump in 2017 for comments that he made about Colin Kaepernick in the NFL. So, I mean, mm-hmm. that's, that's where we are. It, it was an obsession. Right. So the question is, you, you raise a great question. I'm not a really good armchair psychologist, but I do believe that the success of Trump uh, was deeply threatening to a lot of people. It was, it was threatening oh, yeah. to some people who felt that they had some manner of input and control over the Republican Party agenda, uh, and they mm-hmm. became never Trumpers. Um, it was, uh, it was uh, threatening to, to, to people who believed, um, you remember this, after 2008 and Obama's big victory in 2008, there was a lot of talk of the Obama coalition, a group of minorities mm-hmm. and uh, young people. And um, uh, there was this idea that uh, the Democrats had kind of cracked the code and that they would win the presidency from now on because demographic change, especially the rise of the Hispanic population in the United States, would literally ensure the election of a Democratic president from now on. And they were absolutely stunned that um, um, Trump won. But you're right, there's the, the darker side, the dark underside of that is what the intelligence and law enforcement agencies did um, during the Trump period. And maybe they were feeling threatened in sort of the same way that uh, others were. Uh, But the fact is, um, they surveilled a presidential campaign, and they did extraordinary things like like the the meeting, which I, I still can't get over, uh, on January 6th, 2017, oh. two weeks before Trump yeah. is, is sworn in, in which uh, James Comey, who's then the head of the FBI, uh, briefs, uh, asks to brief Trump one-to-one, one-on-one, and he tells him that the FBI has this information about him and prostitutes in Russia. And Comey specifically worried ahead of time that Trump might take it as, as kind of, and this is Comey's words, a J. Edgar Hooper move. And, of course, the reason Comey worried about that is because it was a J. Edgar Hooper <laughs> move. And you right. these, so what I'm trying to get at here is you had the intelligence agencies, law enforcement agencies, doing extraordinary things, the whole dossier, to try to expel Trump you know, from the system. And so, so there was this broad obsession and I think the motivations were, were different to different people, but, um, but it was there, and, and you're right, it hasn't gone away. Yeah, and it, it is it, the people who supported Trump, and that includes, you know, most Democrats, I mean, sorry, most Republicans, whether they were big supporters or not, it doesn't matter. If you're not in line, now it's your turn to be smeared and destroyed. And just when you thought the FBI couldn't get any worse, there's a couple of things. First of all, I read and I saw your great arg- uh, um, uh, article um, rebutting this. The FBI now saying that the Alexandria shooting, the the baseball shooting. I mean, notice it doesn't have a name. It's you have to kind of explain it before people even remember it. 
right. where Steve Scalise and all of the Republicans uh, were would have been killed if it wasn't by the grace of God. Uh, just this massacre. The FBI comes out and says that wasn't politically motivated. The guy had the names of the representatives in his pocket with physical descriptions. How is this suicide by cop? Yeah, this was absolutely stunning news. And we just learned this about a week and yeah. a half ago. And what happened, everybody does remember, it was June 14th, 2017. The team was practicing. They were in Alexandria. It was all Republicans practicing for the congressional baseball game. Man comes up, asked one of the Republicans, Jeff Duncan, Republican from South Carolina, is leaving early. Man comes up and asks, is this the Republican team or the Democratic team? And, and Jeff Duncan, having no idea what's going on, who the man is, says it's the Republican team. And shortly after, he pulls out a semi-automatic rifle, uh, begins firing, grievously wounds uh, Steve Scalise. A lobbyist is, is terribly wounded as well. Two others wounded less seriously. Um, and until he, the, the man, James Hodgkinson, is finally killed. So you're absolutely right. He, is a, he, he prides himself as a member of the resistance. He's a house inspector in Ohio. Um, and he um, uh, posts things on his Facebook page like, quote, Trump is a traitor. Trump has destroyed our democracy. It's time to destroy Trump and company. Uh, he, he was also part of a Facebook group like, um, which was called Terminate the Republican Party. So he quits his job, goes to Alexandria, lives in his van with his gun, um, and waits. And you're right, he, he, he specifically targets Republicans. He has a list in his pocket of congressional Republicans he wants to kill. Okay, and so he does it. And there's absolutely no doubt, and he's a big Bernie Sanders supporter for what it's worth. He's, there's no doubt that he attacks um, these members of Congress because there are Republicans. It was a clear act of violent, politically motivated domestic terrorism. And if you remember, even at that time, the FBI was telling us that the greatest threat to our national security was violent domestic terrorism. Okay. So, FBI, obviously, uh, Hodgkinson is killed at the scene, so there's no manhunt, but they begin investigating this uh, and looking into Hodgkinson. And the shooting is in um, June, and in November, the FBI has a private meeting with the members of Congress who were there. And the FBI says, well, we've, we've discovered the cause. And they say, well, and, he's, and the FBI says, well, it's, it's suicide by cop. And the Republicans are just dumbstruck. I mean, they, they said, what? I mean, they literally go, what? And they say, look, if you want to commit suicide by cop, you, you point a gun at police. And, and that will usually do the trick. Um, you don't go attack Republican members of the House. Uh, besides, there was a there was a, a small Capitol Police detail at the um, the practice mm -hmm. that day because Steve Scalise, House Whip, a Republican Whip, was a member of the House leadership, so he had a security detail. They were in plain clothes. They were in an unmarked car. The shooter did not know they were there. This was not suicide by cop. There's simply no way in the world it's suicide by cop. One interesting thing is. Republicans are often pretty discreet about these things. They didn't leak it. 
We didn't hear that. This was this was the the FBI told him it was suicide by cop in November of 2017, and we just found it out because one of those Republicans, Brad Winstrup, who was there that day and played a heroic role, um, revealed it in a hearing a week and a half ago at the House Intelligence Committee, and he, he revealed it because he had Christopher Ray, the FBI director, in front of him. Uh, so he told him about all this stuff. And you know what Ray's first response was? Well, I wasn't director then. Fine, you weren't director then, but the FBI did this. And so Winstrup uh, sort of demanded that the FBI explain to them what evidentiary and analytical process it went through to determine that this was a suicide by cop as opposed to what it clearly was, a domestic terror attack. So here's why this is really relevant. Um, you know, they said that Brian Sicknick was, you know, killed by in the Capitol riots. They say this is the worst thing that's ever happened. Um, and they're obsessed over all this. Sicknick did not die from injuries uh, at the Capitol. Uh, he died of a stroke the next day in the hospital. Um, so they're trying to make this into really an alexandria kind of moment where it wasn't it was a horrible horrible moment but it wasn't something where they were going in and trying to kill everybody at least seriously like this guy was could have been and was horrible in and of itself but the media and the fbi seem so focused on only things that come from the right that i am uh I, I don't trust the FBI anymore. And that is that's saying something, Byron. I've always trusted the FBI and and uh, and the government. I mean, you know, I've I've been skeptical, you know, and see. Uh, let me see all the evidence. But I don't trust them at all anymore. Yeah, all. I, th- I think that is one of the saddest results of the last five years. And I think you're exactly right. First of all, I think maybe for your listeners, we should say there are lots of parts of the FBI that do old fashioned crime fighting. They mm-hmm. search for murderers. They search for bank robbers. They, they search for all sorts of really bad people. And that sort of rank and file FBI work is something we should all be glad for. But there was a, a, a managerial elite at the top of the FBI that had become incredibly politicized. I mean, they, they actually had, during the 2016 election, they had both major party uh, uh, candidates under investigation. And I think there's something wrong with that right there. Um, mm. But certainly when we discovered w- what they did with the dossier, the Steele dossier, in which the FBI actually wanted to hire Christopher Steele to do his anti-Trump research for them in the last months of the 2016 campaign. Absolutely inexcusable. They only had to sort of cut him loose because he was breaking their policy by talking to the press, because all Steele wanted to do was expose Trump mm-hmm. and try to defeat him in 2016. And even when the FBI had to cut him loose, they maintained a back channel to him and, and continued to get what we now know were these entirely false dossier reports. And then there was this sandbagging of, um, of Trump that I mentioned earlier, the whole we know about you and those hookers in Moscow thing and then there was the michael flynn case i mean so i think there's plenty of reason to not trust the leadership of the fbi 
there's the FISA court. Do are we ever going to get a final report? Are we ever going to see the final report on any of this? Do you think? Well, there is no final report on this whole thing. Everybody has to piece together as best they can from what is out there. We we know that there really is a Durham investigation. I know a lot of conservatives have completely lost faith or hope in that and think it's going to be nothing. Uh, but there are some people in Washington who uh, who you would all trust, I think, uh, who still think that Durham is going to come up with some interesting stuff. But it's everything is just a part of the picture. You have to kind of mm-hmm. put it together uh, yourself. But um, clearly the FISA thing in which uh, the FBI misrepresented the evidence in order to wiretap a former a low-level Trump campaign aide, Carter Page, right? Uh, because that would be a doorway into the larger Trump campaign. So it's not because Carter Page was the most important person yeah. in the world. It was because that would open a door into the Trump campaign, which they were investigating during the campaign. If, uh, if you're not reading the Washington Examiner and following Byron York, you're reading, I don't know what you're reading. You should be following the Washington Examiner. It is really, really good. We read it every single day. Uh, Byron uh, is the chief political correspondent and author of the book Obsession, also another must read, and the host of the Byron York Show. Thank you so much, Byron. We'll talk again. Thank you, Glenn. It was a pleasure. You bet. Our sponsor this half hour is GenuCell. Yeah, it's and true. It, it is GenuCell. I've been, I've been, I've been bathing in it. Really? It looks like. Yeah, it. I can tell. You look <laughs> does great. It, does it? it look, yeah. yeah. The swelling look. hasn't gone down around because I have. I mean, I am ripped. My abs are ripped. Yeah, of but course. I've got swelling all around that area. That's terrible. So it's covering. Yeah, it won't go down. <laughs> well, you do need GenuCell then. Uh, and look, Mother's Day is right around the corner. Uh, so that's, of course, a, a good time to pull the trigger on some on GenuCell, especially if you happen to have a mom who loves it. Uh, my mom loves GenuCell. She uh, very subtly asks for it by just saying, randomly bringing up how much she likes it, which is just her asking for more. That's all it is. Uh, right now, they're doing a Mother's Day sale. Uh, get get uh, your mom. Um, we're talking about... Let's see. Uh, GenuCell bags uh, and puffiness. Uh, the jawline treatment. Zotique uh, deep correcting serum. You get all this uh, free when you just buy the classic GenuCell for bags and puffiness. They'll add an additional surprise Mother's Day gift and their legendary GenuCell anti-wrinkle treatment treatment with moisturizer. If you uh, have a mom, if you are married to a mom, if you happen to be a mom yourself, this is perfect for you. Three free gifts when you order today. Make this Mother's Day one to remember with the greatest skincare money can buy. You'll see results in 12 hours or your money back. Nothing to lose here. Go to JennyCell.com or call 800-577-8709. It's 800-577-8709. As a special gift, every order is upgraded to free priority shipping. Three free gifts with your JennyCell order today. Don't miss... Uh, the the offer call or click now. Happy Mother's Day from Chamonix. It's genucel.com. It's G E N U C E L dot com. Ten seconds. Station ID. Yesterday, I told you about a New York Times article. We have Donald Trump Jr. coming up in just a second. Uh, there was an article in the New York Times came out yesterday reporting on a leaked interview between the Iranian foreign minister and an economist. And it was never supposed to be published. 
The leaked interview comes from an Iranian resistance outlet based uh, out of the UK called Iran International. The credentials are legitimate. Uh, They've been nominated twice for the International Channel of the Year by the Association for International Broadcasting. Iran International's angle here was that the Iranian official was admitting out in the open that now, Stu, hold down. Just I don't want you to flip back in your chair and. Yeah, that's very, very whiplash or anything like Mm -hmm. that. This is but their angle was that the Iranian official was admitting right out in the open that the mullahs and the Republican Guard call the shots in Iran, not the elected officials. What? Now, this is a time that you would like to have Blaze TV because we are our faces have just become the emojis with the big eyes. We're like, what? What? I mean, we're surprised. Call us shocked. Everyone knows that. (laughs) But what was buried in this story? Something that we are going to talk to Donald Trump Jr. about and also get an update on his dad and what they are working on right now for the future. Coming up next. This is the Glenn Beck Program. You ever heard of a phone account takeover? It's when a cyber criminal tricks your phone company into assigning your phone number to a new SIM card or moves your number to a new carrier. When they do this, it allows them to access your online bank accounts, the credit cards, and so much more. These people are out there. They are crafty. Uh, A lot of them are Russians, uh, believe it or not. Uh, It is important to understand how cyber uh, crime and uh, identity theft affect our everyday life. Now, there are warriors out there looking. Nobody can stop everything. But I will tell you that um, LifeLock is the best in the business. LifeLock, they can't monitor all transactions. Nobody can. Uh, But they have a team that is watching the things that you might miss on your own or other places might miss. And then they also have a dedicated team to help you clean up that mess if there happens to be some identity theft that happens in your life. And that's really, really important. LifeLock has been there for me and my family for years, and we have had alerts and had to use their team and everything else. LifeLock. Use the promo code BECK and you're going to save 25% off your first year at LifeLock.com. LifeLock.com or 1-800-LIFELOCK. And head over to BlazeTV.com slash Glenn. The promo code being Glenn. And you're going to save 10 bucks off your subscription to Blaze TV. Yesterday, we told you about a, a little nugget in a New York Times piece. It was like third paragraph from the very end, and it was not even commented on. And it talked about how the Iranian foreign ministers let it slip that John Kerry had personally advised him that Israel had struck Iranian interest in Syria at least 200 times. Now, the White House yesterday said we're not going to talk about leaked tapes. Iran said this was a leaked tape. It was never supposed to be released. It was given to a think tank. It was supposed to be held for posterity, blah, 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 blah. And the White House isn't commenting on this. Really, they're not commenting. So the interview actually happened. The media is not stumbling over themselves to get to the bottom of whether John Kerry leaked classified information of an ally to their number one enemy and an enemy of the United States. Google the story. No one is asking the question. 
Now Google the story of of Trump leaking classified information to the Russians in the Oval Office. They went insane. That that story isn't even true. That story. But Google that story. That's there. They question that. Every major news outlet in the country and the world were running the same angle. But nobody is saying anything about this. So it's some anonymous source. It was a some anonymous source when they said this about Trump, except the National Security Advisor and the Deputy National Security Advisor for Strategy, both in the room at the time, said that never happened. And they weren't known to be Trump lovers. They said that never happened, but that didn't stop the media. The job of the media is to hold the government accountable, but they're not doing it. It doesn't it doesn't the laws don't apply, it seems, to some underground political elite. And John Kerry is in that protected zone. So did he or did he not leak information uh, about the Israelis to the um, Iranians? Well, he said yesterday that these allegations are unequivocally false. This never happened either when I was secretary of state or since. But then the, the uh, State Department released information saying the, the information that Kerry allegedly leaked was already public knowledge and not classified. John Kerry said it never happened. The State Department said it happened, but it was no big deal. Which is it? The guy sits on the National Security Council. Which is it? To comment on this and so much more is uh, Donald Trump Jr., Hey, Don, how are you? I'm doing well. Yourself? I'm good. I'm good. I think you and your family often. Say hi to your dad for us. How's he doing? I, I, he's doing well. I just saw him a few minutes ago, so he, he's doing really okay. well. And uh, you know, I, I think you're saying it really well. I mean, it's sort of amazing what you can get away with if you're a Democrat. You know, I, I wrote the book about liberal privilege, but uh, we're seeing it more and more every day. Uh, whether it's John Kerry, whether it's Eric Swalwell sitting on the House Intelligence Committee whilst... I guess it's okay for him to sleep with a Chinese spy. Uh, it, it seems like a double standard. I would think, Glenn, that these people would lose their minds if someone in the Trump administration did this. Oh, they would have, and they rightfully should have. If your dad, Correct. I mean, this is what's crazy. If your dad were giving secrets to the Russians, he should have been impeached. It would have been a big deal, but he wasn't. And they knew it the whole time, and they ran with it just to destroy your father, his legacy, and his chances of, of winning a second time. But now we actually have evidence that somebody is doing this, and they don't care. Wait. A hundred percent. And it's not like it's a random occurrence. I mean, it's pretty clear that John Kerry has very close relationships with those in Iran in power. So this isn't like it's something that's surprising and out of the blue. I mean, these things are pretty well known. Um, you know, I, I'm pretty sure they would have talked about the various violations, whether a hatch act or otherwise, uh, of all of the things that he's been doing had he been a Republican. But because he's not, he's totally immune uh, from any prosecution or criticism, even uh, from a media who just refuses to do their stated job of you know, their profession. You know, it's it's one thing to attack you guys personally, and I, I honestly don't, don't know how you guys live through it. I really don't. I have so much respect for your family, for your father, for Melania, all of you guys, for what you put up with. And I mean, I would have just I would have been on the roof of a building like a postal worker at some point. I mean, <laughs> I, I don't know how you did it uh, and still continue to do it. Um, 
But, uh, you know, the one thing, it's one thing coming after you. It's another to actually make real accomplishments in the Middle East. Things that people have been trying to do since the 1940s. You did them. Nobody recognized them at the time. And now in less than 100 days, everything's coming undone. Well, that's what's really scary. I mean, they're literally, you know, peace in the Middle East was sort of like the holy grail of geopolitical politics. And we actually right. did it. Uh, my father's administration actually did it. Now you have business opportunities, uh, you know, flights between Israel and other parts of the Middle East. They all probably wanted to open up that door, but there was a, you know, a long history that made it a little bit hard. Now Donald Trump opened that door, and within a few weeks, uh, not only is John Kerry seemingly fueling the Iranians, the, the world's number one leading state sponsor of terror, but doing it at the expense of our number one ally in the region, Israel. Uh, you know, we're bombing uh, the Middle East again after, you know, sort of e- trying to end the endless wars. All of these things that are so popular with the American public, uh, not so much with uh, the Washington, D.C. establishment and sort of the military industrial complex to sort of use the old fashioned term there. But they're reversing one of the most successful foreign policy missions uh, Ever and they've done so in a hundred days. It's 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 truly impressive. I grossly underestimated Joe Biden's ability to screw things up. I knew it would be bad. I didn't realize it would be this bad. I didn't know it would be this fast. I I, I figured it would be bad, but not this fast. I mean, look what happened on the border, uh, and you know now nobody cares about the cages. You know, nobody cares about the policies. He's reversing himself in some cases where he's going back and doing exactly what your father did. But it's a mess down there. It's an absolute mess in days. He created that. Uh, correct. And they're wondering, they're running around saying, oh, how did this happen? I don't. I mean, when you give someone, you offer someone everything for free, you're going to get free health care, free education. This was a welcome ticket. You know, they get to give Kamala Harris's book. Uh, to children at the border. Imagine someone in the Trump oh, that's administration amazing. did that. Uh, you know, the indoctrination oh uh, of, of oh. youth uh, continues. It's not just in our public schools anymore. It's now at the border in Joe Biden's cages. You know, this stuff never ends. And yet again, if it was a Trump administration official, people would be losing their minds. It would drive you know, a multiple week-long news cycle. When Joe Biden does it, it's, he gets a total pass. And they don't even discuss these things. I mean, you know, they're no longer cages. They were only cages for the four years between uh, the Obama administration and the Biden administration. Before and after that four-year period of time, they're migrant facilities uh, where they're helping children. I mean, it's absolutely insane. And, you know, what's scary, Glenn, is it feels like the American public, while there are some, and probably many of your listeners get it, so many are still influenced by a mainstream oh, media that has shown to be nothing but partisan hacks. I mean, they're literally there's nothing genuine, honest or real about today's mainstream media. And yet many Americans still don't see that. So tomorrow, um, Joe Biden is going to get up and I don't know how they're going to keep him awake until nine o'clock at night, but he's going to get up and he's going to speak usually this is when a president will say, you know, he'll spell out big ideas and ask for money in a hundred days. He has already put in legislation over ten trillion dollars in spending. Mm-hmm. What? 
I don't know how much more you can ask for, uh, but, uh, you know, and that, not that they asked us for it. I mean, they should just do this speech at the Fed. Uh, hey, print some more money. I want to do these things. Um, uh, uh, what do we expect to see tomorrow? What, what do you think we're going to see tomorrow? Well, listen, I, I think you're going to see you know, a, a bunch of Democrat sound bites that have no basis in economics. You know, I, I, I'm, not, I, I'm not a master of these things in terms of macroeconomic policy but, uh, and monetary policy. But what's going on is crazy. Like, you've got to realize, like, this money has to be paid back. And I get it's great to be able to bribe the people with their own money, even though they're only getting a small fraction of the stimulus money, right? You say you sign a multiple trillion dollar bill. Here's a couple of grand. No worries. You know, they don't explain to the people that, guess what? Each family owns approximately 6,000. So you get 2,000, but you owe six now. Eventually, you got to pay the piper, Glenn. And so this is not sustainable. Uh, it, it doesn't work. We are putting our children and our grandchildren in debts that they will never be able to get out of. Uh, and, you know, they're doing it. OK, no one's saying anything because it's Joe Biden. Oh, he's trying to be really nice. He's not. He's really nice in sound bites and on TV. And yet, if you look at the policies that he's pushing, there's nothing more than partisanry and there's nothing more than vindictiveness within them. Um, you know, again, he gets to have that pass because the profession known as the media simply no longer exists the way it was supposed to. Do you do you believe I mean, you have to sit around and talk about this. Your dad built an economy that was actual. It was real. It was starting to work for the right. people down at the bottom of the end uh, or the bottom of the, the ladder. Uh, and that's when it's real. This is going to be a sugar rush. And I think we're going to have a I mean, you just can't open an economy and not have. A boom. Of course, we're going to have a boom. Uh, but it's also with all of this bogus money, it is I mean, it's going to be unlike anything we've ever seen. Maybe 1929 up and down um, is oh, your 100 percent. And then you, you combine that with, uh, you know, wanting to raise tax rates on you know corporate America who employs so many people. Uh, you, you do that by you know, wanting to more seemingly more than double uh, the capital gains tax for people who are investing in those companies so they can hire. I mean, you're creating a disaster of epic proportions. Uh, what that will do to the economy is truly, uh, it's scary. And I mean, this isn't just like, okay, well, we believe in a little bit higher taxes. These are draconian taxes that they want to put on Americans, whether it's corporate or you know, civilian, at a time when they're literally coming out of a global pandemic. Uh, you know, I understand the Democrats notion of, you know, you can tax everyone. You know, uh, Margaret Thatcher said it best when you said the problem with socialism is eventually you run out of other people's money. But to do so at a time like this, when the economy and small business, you know, they, they've been teetering on the brink for a while. This will be like the death knell uh, to so many of those businesses if they do that. When people pull their money out of the markets, when they're worried about these sort of things, it's going to be a disaster. And the fact that no one's saying that, um, again, I, I don't care how you feel about these things in normal times, but if you're going to put that kind of uh, you know, hammer down at the, literally the end of a pandemic, um, I don't know what these people expect. I really don't. I mean, it, you, you wake up and you wonder if you're watching The Onion uh, when you're seeing uh, the news on a daily basis because it's, it's like a caricature of itself. Uh, we're talking to Donald Trump uh, Jr. Uh, Don, uh, uh, I don't know if you guys are paying attention to the Great Reset uh, and what is coming with these ESGs, but it explains the corporations. It explains why so many countries around the world, uh, you know, did some black ops uh, uh, work against your dad, et cetera, et cetera. 
uh, I think that he was uh, he was this would never happen under your father. And I think they knew that. And this is one of the reasons why he is out. But I urge you, if you haven't yet, to look into the Great Reset from the uh, the World Economic Forum and ESGs has just been pushed through in the European uh, Parliament. Of course. I mean, I'm not as familiar with it as I probably should be. But the reality is this. When all of these foreign governments are going against an individual like my father, there's a reason for that. And it's not because he was good for their economy. He was good for ours. America has been like the moronic, like redheaded stepchild of the world for so long, paying for all of their things, subsidizing the U.N. to ridiculous numbers subsidizing everyone, whether it's NATO or otherwise. Donald Trump just said, hey, we expect everyone to carry their fair share. Of course they hated Donald Trump. They had the gravy train of a lifetime. America's just going to be a dumb idiot and pay for all of our stuff. They're going to subsidize it. They're going to be able you know, China, free trade. Oh, yeah, they really want free trade. They don't want free trade. They want America to be a fool. They want one-sided free trade where they get to do whatever they want. Uh, and if America does anything, they, they raise holy hell. That's what's going on for so long. So I don't want foreign gov- governments to love our president because it means you're a schmuck. If these people love you so much, it means you're being a schmuck, in my opinion, especially as it relates to monetary policy and these sorts of things. And so Joe Biden's reverting that because he doesn't know what's going on. He'll put what he'll sign, whatever the radical left puts in front of him, he, you know, in between naps. He'll do a couple of those things. They'll put him on a teleprompter. He'll even botch that every time. But no one cares because no one in the media is going to call it out. That's why it's so important for guys like yourself. And it's why I've remained so vocal. I mean, I could very easily go back to, you know, making money and being in real estate and doing those kind of things. But there's too much at stake, Lynn. I got five kids. I I, I want to leave them a country they recognize. I know. Uh, Don, it's great to have you on. Always is. We'd love to have you on more often. Donald Trump Jr. uh, More in just a second. We've got to take a quick network break. I'll tell you about real estate agents. I trust.com. This is my company. And so I'll just tell you plainly, this is a free service to you. This is a service where we have these really good people that have been in real estate for a long time. They have worked with me with 500 best real estate agents in the country, according to the Wall Street Journal. We know the system on what makes a great real estate agent able to sell or buy the right house for you and get the most out of it. It's a free service to you. All you have to do is tell us where you are. If you're looking to buy, sell, uh, buy in one place and sell in another place, whatever we can help you with. Real estate agents, I trust.com. Go there now, find the right real estate agent in your area. Real estate agents, I trust.com. This is the Glenn Beck Program.